0: Driving
1: into the city is stressful for people that have never done it before. I mean, I, I'm comfortable driving in New York City because I've grown up here my whole life. Mm-hmm. But you, even for me, yeah. like I've got to get myself like geared up for it, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. You got to put the gloves on. You got to get your game face on. You know, Stop smiling for a little while. Make sure your horn hand is working well.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie and
1: I'm Jeremy
0: authors of where should we camp next a 50 state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations
1: almost 12 years ago we bought a pop up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel.
0: Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook.
1: We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know.
0: So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire.
1: This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we're back with another great campground review from our correspondent and my good camping buddy, Phil Travaglia. Phil is from Long Island, and he loves camping with his wife, Leslie, and his awesome kids, James and Abigail. And our family camps together as much as we possibly can with them. I cannot wait to see them this spring or summer. We've got a couple of really cool trips planned. Today, Phil is going to take us to a campground that I've been wanting to visit for years— Literally years, and it's only two hours away from our house in New Jersey, and it actually kind of drives me crazy that we have not visited this campground yet because I hear nothing but good things about it. So Phil's going to give us a great review of the Newburgh KOA in New York, not too far from Manhattan. But before we dive into his awesome review and say hello to Phil, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Highland Ridge RV. The brand-new open-range Roamer is the mid-profile fifth wheel you have been looking for. Offering more room and less weight, this 100-inch wide-body lineup is feature-packed and road-trip ready. With residential amenities such as vinyl flooring throughout, nightshades, a max comfort queen bed with adjustable power base, and their ridge-length Bluetooth control system, you'll feel right at home while on the road. Whether you are looking for a quick weekend getaway or an extended road trip, the Roamer is the perfect fifth wheel for your family the Romer series has floor plans that are perfect for couples or families with kids that are ready for their next great outdoor adventure to find out more visit highlandridgerv.com highland ridge rv own the outdoors hello phil and welcome back to the rv atlas phil how are you doing i'm doing great thank you so much we're excited awesome to be back here again. We're excited to have you back. Everybody loved the Montauk episode. You're back with another great campground review for us. But before we you know, get all the details on this campground that I think that you really, really love, I have to ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you want to go camping right now?
2: Like 37.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like a 32, a 33. <laughs> I'm going to give our insight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I want to give our listeners a little inside baseball here. Like, you and I text each other about camping, like a couple of middle schoolers who just got their first phones. <laughs>
2: that's so true it's <laughs> the best it's, it's like a judgment-free camping zone I mean if the stuff I'd say to my wife I'd probably get some eye rolls but I, I'm, I'm like I'll throw it Jeremy's way he'll, he'll totally embrace it so <laughs> uh,
1: and I'll send you a picture of, like one of my Coleman lanterns like for the 500th time and you and you don't care you're still excited <laughs>
2: that's it looks just as nice the five hundredth time as it did the first. Exactly right. When I pick
1: <laughs> up Max or Theo's phones, I'm always like, "Oh my god, they have like five hundred text messages waiting." And then I realize, like, we do the same thing basically, but we're you know middle aged men talking about camping. So let's dive in. <laughs> let's talk about this campground. This this um, the, the Newburgh KOA. It's it's technically the Newburgh, New York City North KOA. Kind of a special campground for you guys. Tell tell me why. Tell us why.
2: You know, this campground is just it's its like our go to, um, you know, it always feels just comfortable and familiar and, and friendly to us. And it kind of meets everything. It, uh, you know, it's it got a woodsy, upstatey feel, but yet yeah, there's a million things to do around there. And it's just, you know, you, we just always can go there and know that we can relax and get a nice site with plenty of space on it. And it's just it's just a place that we we always find ourselves going back to.
1: Now, from your spot on Long Island, like how far away is this k o a
2: so we're about a third of the way out of uh, on Long Island on the north shore in a town called east northport and we for us to get to there it's about two and a half hours if traffic is not so bad and uh you know, we the, the best part about this campground, too, for us personally, is that we don't have to cross the George Washington Bridge. So anybody who's listening who's from the Long Island area, they completely get what we're talking about. But, uh, you know, we'll usually go over the Throgs Neck and the Tappan Z, and then it's a straight run up the New York State Thruway. And in the two and a half hours, we're unloading the truck and, and leveling the camper. And it's it's just uh, an easy shot for us.
1: You Long Island RV owners, and there's a lot of you, you're tough. You know, you're tough. It's not easy yeah. to get off the island to to go see the rest of the country. But I've also heard like the roads are tough. And you just mentioned the George Washington Bridge as well. Not not easy to uh, to be an RV owner on Long Island, right?
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get, getting out of, of the Long Island area. And it's just really hard because you've got to get over the bridges. We've got a lot of traffic at the rush hours. It's just the it's, so many people going in and out of the island and it just it gets really can bottle up and uh so it, it makes it tough, but it also makes the trips that much more enjoyable because once you get out of the city you got that feeling of freedom and like you're on the road and you get there and you can just completely relax and really feel like you left it all behind because it you know, it's on the other side of the bridge.
1: <laughs> yeah, now that this KOA it has New York City in the name, but just so everybody knows, like uh, it's a, probably a solid two hours from the city. I mean, it's two and a half hours from us here at the Jersey Shore. But there's just not a lot of campgrounds yeah. around New York City. I mean, it is actually an option to go into New York City. So it's that's funny. It's kind of equidistant for both of us. I, I think we have to meet there at some mm-hmm. point soon. So yeah, definitely. Let's dive in. Like, just give us some of the details about the campground. What do you love about this place?
2: So you know, when the the one thing that we when you just pull in the the driveway to the campground itself—it's just wooded. There's a nice, beautiful pond off on the left-hand side when you're coming up the main driveway. It just has a nice, you know, country feel. Like you're really you're you're getting away, and it's well maintained. It's clean. They they do a great job with their landscaping, and it's it's not over the top, but it's it's a place that you know that they take care of. And everybody who works there is just super nice. And the, they just just it, it's just you know what you're getting when you come here. And it, it really typifies what you would expect when you hear the the KOA name.
1: So this is not like resort level, um, but it's 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 nice. Like it's clean. Right. It's, it has amenities. It hits a sweet spot mm-hmm. for what, what a KOA typically is. And it's a KOA holiday, correct?
2: Right. Yep. It's a holiday designation, which by my my. Definition is it's basically meant to be kind of like a fancy base camp. You know, there are plenty of things to do if you want to stick around for the for a couple of days, but you don't feel guilty if you do leave because there's not so much to do that you feel like you're missing out if you decide to go exploring. And it's it's you know it, it just kind of has everything you would want to make you feel like you're kind of getting away and taking a nice little break and a vacation, treating yourself. But at the same time, it's uh. It's not over the top where you, you're not you don't want to leave it, and uh, it really works great. I mean, we have had a number of trips there, and, and they they take their campground seriously in, in terms of how they come across to everyone with the rules. COVID was very important to us. It was the first place we went to after COVID, and they took that very seriously. They never rushed us off the phone explaining the rules. They were very Uh, compliant with following their own rules that they set, making sure that you felt safe. So when it's it's odd times like COVID and when it's not odd times, they still just take very much pride in in taking this place to a level where people want to come back.
1: And this, when were you guys there? Like this was your first trip last spring when things started to open up again. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So uh, the first Trip that we decided to go on when we finally felt safe enough, like with the understanding the travel rules and everything was to this campground. And, you know, we, I, something Stephanie said in one of your guys earlier episodes really rung true. She said, if, if you really want to know what a campground is doing in terms of COVID and making you feel safe, call them up and ask them what their policies are. And I did that here and she said, if they don't have policies that they can rattle off and sound like they know what they're talking about, then they're not taking it seriously. And these guys did. They they had everything down, and they told, you know, you need to wear masks off your site. The swimming pool is open, but you're going to need to book a one-hour slot per day per family. We live in it to a certain number of people. This, that, and the other thing is closed. And, this, and they, they laid it all out. And that, that put our minds at ease enough to finally, you know, like, leave our shut-in state so to speak and venture out and it was like the greatest thing we we had the whole campground to ourselves practically and you know we were able to walk around outside as a family with our masks you know off when no one was around and on when people were close by and we fished and we caught frogs and things like that it just it just kind of like revitalized us it was the spring and it was it just it felt good and and that's that's kind of just always how we feel when we go to this place
1: like they're taking care of their guests so let's let's talk about mm-hmm. the the sites and the different types of like RV sites cabins what 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 are the sites like there what are the options for camping there
2: sure so the campground's broken up into kind of it's like two main sections and then it's got like uh, an interesting little nook uh, the the one main section is located behind the main building and um that is a nice mix of RV sites that are back ends uh, next to some camper uh, I'm sorry, some cabins, and then there are also some tent sites back there as well. Then across a, the immediate parking lot from that main building, there are actually some sites for larger RVs. Uh, I've seen a lot of class A's backed in and and they're not quite meant, I think for the uh, the the site aesthetics so much as they are just to be able to handle a big spot and give you what you need to kind of get yourself set up. And then the other side of the campground, this has more of the pull-through sites. It's got a number of large back-end sites. It's got a few cabins, not as many as the other side. And again, the cabins are in fairly close proximity to the RV sites in both sections. So if you Have family members or friends that don't really camp, but are looking to do something and come join you. You can get an RV site right next to a cabin, and you guys are you're golden. Then they have this interesting little nook. It's about five or six little cabins in almost like a court, and it's perfect for like a family reunion or a family gathering. And it's 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 a great little. It could be like a semi-private little loop for just whoever if you're lucky enough to get them all together, but it's, it's a really great campground and the sites themselves have like a, more of a state park feel. They're wooded, they're shady, they're fairly sizable. Uh, some of them are actually very sizable. Uh, you can use your, your hammocks in just about, you know, most of them. And it's just, it's just a nice clean place. The roads are paved in some parts, some parts it's loose gravel, but, just a, in general, a, just a nice campground. What you would expect, you know, when you think about a, a KOA and a campground in Upstate New York, you
1: know. I think that, like, you're reminding me a lot of the Lake Placid KOA. And one of the things I love about pulling into the Lake Placid KOA, and this is really a quality that a lot of KOAs have, is that there's a little bit of everything. Like, I love pulling mm-hmm. into a campground and there's tent campers. And there's, you know, mm-hmm. van life people and there's families in their travel trailers and there's deluxe mm-hmm. sites with 40 foot motorhomes, you know, like I like to see, and people cabin mm-hmm. camping and all that stuff. I love to see all of that happening at one campground. And I think, you know, I, to be honest with you, I think KOA is probably better at that type of experience than than anybody else. So let's talk about yeah. the um, amenities here. Uh,
2: sure. So. um I'll start with the the camp store, one of your favorites. It's, this, it's got a great camp store. It's big, first of all. You walk in, and there are the counters up on the left-hand side. And uh, immediately to the right, you can see there's like a gift area for the grown-ups. They will have they have the camp casual plates and things like that. They have artwork and sweatshirts and T-shirts and hats. Nice stuff. You know, we've bought a bunch of things that we've put up in the camper from there. Then you further back, you go, and there are the knickknacks for the kids. And then they have, you know, some collectible mugs and, and uh, they have uh, a, a section in the further back where you can get camping accessories. If you're tent camping or if you're your RV, you need a couple of essential little things. And then they have groceries, you know, the, the milk, the eggs, the bacon. Uh, they do have uh, beer, I believe, there. And, um, you know, just some of the basic essential things that you would need. And it's just a, it's a great store. The people are so super friendly. I remember we last 4th of July, we, we booked a trip at another campground. I won't give any more details than that because that's not important. And it just turned out not to be what we wanted. And we were really disappointed and we were getting ready to drive home. And I called these guys up on the 3rd of July and said, do you have anything you can do for us? And this one woman, She said, give me 10 minutes. (laughs) She she hung up and she called me back in 10 minutes. She said, I canceled someone from their original site. I put somebody else on a different site so I can open up you a site for the weekend. And I almost like fell over. And it was an hour and a half from the other campground to this one. We pulled in and like she saved our 4th of July weekend. That's the type of people they have working here. It's just, it's a great
1: place. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. So, so.
2: Then across the main parking lot, there's uh, uh, a great snack shack, and this is this is more your turf. This is where they have their ice cream, and uh, they do ice cream. They do you know poolside foods. They actually before COVID they had free pancakes from eight to eleven I think every day, and it's just a it's just a really nice, well made like clean pool shack that you know, serves great food. They have. Uh, Gaga ball. They have a rock climbing wall, uh, bounce pad, basketball courts with you know, really nice hoops. You know the types that I, you know the, the heavy duty kind that if someone decides to go crazy and dunk on, they're not going to break it. That kind. Of, it's just it's really in good shape. Nice paved courts. They have two pools, and um, the they have a mini golf course. And if I had to do a nobody's perfect section, this would probably be my my comment is that the mini golf course is looking a little bit weathered and, and run down.
1: And, and, and you're you're that, such a really good player. I mean, your, your standards there are, are high.
2: Well, you know, it's, I try not to brag. Yes. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, so that, that would be my only criticism, I think would be that the mini golf course would, would need to be fixed up if anything
1: really needed. And not an expensive and, thing uh, to to refresh either. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I would think so. The way the way they have it built, it's it's I, it's nothing extravagant, and it certainly could use a little maintenance. And it'd be great, and it it looks dynamite. One, the I mean, the whole place looks great, and just a little bit would would not be too hard to make it, you know, right back where it was. <laughs> Uh, they have a great pond, and you can fish, and you, there are tons of frogs to catch. I mean, we actually have more fun walking around catching frogs. We do the perimeter of the pond with a net, and the kids have a blast. In the show notes, I put a picture of the kids holding uh, one of the frogs that we caught. And um, they have this This pond actually has fish in it. That's another thing. A lot of times you go to campgrounds, and they, <laughs> you never catch anything. You know, you catch bass with this. The secret is you got to use like a little surface popper right near the edge of the water. Uh, early in the morning, and just as the sun's going down, the bass all hang out in the weeds right by the front there in this pond that, that I found.
1: That's a pro. And that's a pro got... tip for you, right there, guys. <laughs> so Phil's leading you right to the fish.
2: And go against the fishing lore there. You're never supposed to give away your secret. Uh, but they have good, clean bath houses uh, located throughout the campground for people who don't have bathrooms in their campers or who are tent camping. There's also a little stretch of tent sites. On the opposite side of the pond, it's a little bit open in the field, but it's kind of neat to be able to tent camp right along the side of the pond there. Um, they have an arcade, they do have laundry facilities, they do have uh, our um, Wi-Fi and fax service and and uh, copying service the wi-fi i I'm, I'm not a real big gadgets guy in terms of needing Wi-Fi but you know we don't hear too much from the kids when we're there so I, I take the lack of complaining about service as uh, a good sign that, that they have a decent signal and uh, the Wi-Fi is functional.
1: That's a good, and, that's a good um, way to test the Wi-Fi right there.
2: Yeah, that's, that's my barometer, you know, that's the complaint barometer anyway. And it's, you know, it's just a great, great place. And, and the one thing that's kind of unique and interesting is they have a little uh, local wine store. And by local, I mean it's this, a wine store that sells wines from the local vineyards in the region. And they're all, yeah. You know, it's attached right to the outside of the the main building, and it's 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 pretty neat. It's, you don't see that all that often. I think sometimes they do tastings and such, and it's 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 just a great place. There's there's plenty to do, but like I said, not so much to do that you'd feel bad about. Stepping out for the day.
1: And there is so much to do in this part of New York State. And we're going to come back in a second, and Phil's going to, I I saw your list. I mean, you've got all the awesome things to do in the area. So this really does serve as the perfect KOA holiday. Like you said, you can hang out here. I mean, you could do a long weekend, a week's vacation, Uh, but then there's also lots of things to do in the area. I think it's almost kind of an underrated area to some degree. So we're going to have Phil back in a second to talk about some stuff. Stuff to do outside of the campground. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Ocala Marion County. This may be the last place you can experience Florida in its original state. Not overdeveloped or overly crowded, just quiet, natural, and spacious. Ocala Marion County welcomes RVers with plenty of beautiful parks and resorts, some of them located right on lakes or even golf courses. And once you're there, the whole area becomes your own personal outdoor playground. You can explore miles of hiking trails and spot wildlife like deer, bald eagles, and of course, alligators. You You can cycle scenic roadways or mountain bike on nationally recognized trails. You can canoe, kayak, paddleboard, or simply splash around in pristine waterways, including the area's famous crystal clear springs. And once your adventures are done for the day, you can enjoy everything from award-winning craft breweries and barbecue joints to hip farm-to-table restaurants and taquerias. Take it from us here at the RV Atlas. Ocala-Marion County is worth the trip. Plan your adventure today at OcalaMarion.com. Welcome back to the show, Phil. Get us started. There are so many cool things to do in the area, and your list here is going to bring back some great memories for me. What should we make sure we do first?
2: All right. Well, I tell you, one thing that you can certainly do that's so close and easy is uh, taking a hike at Minnewaska Lake State Park. It is just a great state park. It's got some super friendly, family-friendly trails, and it's so scenic for for just the, the, the amount of hiking you have to do. The scenery is just great.
1: And it loops and around. Included, it's like a loop around the lake, right?
2: Yep. Yep, I included a picture of of the family we're standing by the lake and you can see there's there's a big rock cliff behind us and uh that you know you you walk pretty much through all that stuff as you loop around the lake. It's just great and it's uh it's very close and just a, a nice way to spend the day. And just like you guys mentioned with a lot of the other episodes, you want to get there early, uh, especially with COVID, everybody's out, everybody's upstate on weekends trying to do things and if you get to the trailheads by by noon, you're going to be really struggling to find a camps, uh, a parking spot. But if you, you know, you get up, you get out, and you're there by like nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock, you're you're in great shape, and it's a wonderful place to spend the day hiking, even a half a day hiking.
1: And you can swim at the end. That. I mean, you want to check that with COVID yeah. restrictions early this spring, but and it'd probably be cold mm-hmm. early in the spring. But when we were there in summer, there was definitely a nice swim you could do with uh, lifeguards after.
2: Hmm. Yep. And then there's the, the Mohawk mountain house. Now this is, uh, the, the grounds are open to the public from what I understand. I've never been there before, but I've had friends and family who have, and they said that it's absolutely beautiful and you can hike the, the grounds. And, uh, this is, uh, just a historic building and location. And it's, uh, just got amazing grounds to, to walk. I believe they even have a golf course. If you're into golfing, you can see if you can make yourself a reservation. Um, but the Mohawk Mountain House is something to be seen. That's on our list to get to do. There's tons of antiquing in the area. Um, we, we're always hitting barn sales and, and antique shops along the way. And depending on the time of day or the time of season, you know the places will be open or not. But I mean, I've picked up some great vintage Coleman stuff. And uh, it's just great to, to be able to go around and just find some really neat treasures there. There local t- you fairs, said
1: you factory. said Coleman. What did you What did you get? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. What What did you pick up?
2: Uh, so I, I got two uh, vintage coolers. I got a, a, a steel belted forty uh, and a, a small gallon and a half old style. But the steel belted cooler I think was from the the mid 80s, and the the, the little water cooler it was from the uh, late 70s and uh and just in great shape and this guy just had a barn full of like amazing stuff and it's it's great it's just there's just so many fun places to go there's there's antique shops along the main roads and and um plus the sales that pop up along the 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 way going from one place to the other Uh, there are tons of local fairs and festivals this is a really culturally rich area and um you know one of our funnest memories was we went with Hector and Laura and their family a while back. And we went to this cupcake festival, but it turns out it, it poured and it was, it was more like the cupcake and and mud bogging festival. I mean, driving around in the parking lot with the truck and four wheel drive was probably just as much fun as going and finding the cupcakes. And it it turned out that it was just a a bunch of like really crazy, hardy people out there in the rain and mud eating gourmet cupcakes and listening to live music. And it was, it's just a blast. And there's always things like that to do in the fall. They're apple picking. There are plenty of places to go apple picking. Uh, Our family favorite is a place called herds apple farm. And, you know, we've been taking the kids there since they've been little, even before we've had the the RV and, um, you know, we just love to go back there and the foliage in the fall is beautiful up there. And then not too far away, a little bit of a drive is the the FDR home and museum. Then uh, that's at Hyde Park, and the, the the FDR home was just amazing to walk through. You get a guided tour from from the ranger, and uh then you know my favorite room in the house was they actually left the main living room preserved as it was when the family was there. So there's a big fireplace. There are books on the shelves. There are kids' toys there. It was just amazing. You got like a real like peek into what life was like living in that home with that family. And it was just unbelievable. It just makes you, takes you right back. Then there was a, a, there's a, a, a very comprehensive museum that you could pretty much spend like the whole day at if you really chose to. And you read every, everything and you looked at every display and took really good, good long time. Just really well done
1: we had we had an awesome era. day there and we also i would also just throw in their junior ranger program was one of the boys favorites over the years you know the boys were smaller when we went there and it's like you have mm-hmm. to in the you fill out the booklet and i think you have to pretend that you're like a secret service protecting the president and it gives some of the mm-hmm. history around that so i would i we spent the day at hyde park i would go back and do another day at hyde park it was it was truly awesome
2: Yeah, it was. It's a great place. I want to go back. We went when it was actually it was a rainy day. That was actually the first half of the Cupcake Festival Day. So we didn't get to walk the grounds. But, you know, because of the weather, as much as I would have liked to. But when I'd like to get back there on a nice day and and really spend the day outside and just really appreciate the grounds.
1: I'd I'd like to go antiquing with you and find some classic Coleman stoves and lanterns. Well,
2: that's a deal. We'll do that. We're gonna get ourselves in trouble with our wives, but we'll do it.
1: <laughs> I have to get twenty dollar budget. That's all I need.
2: So <laughs> you can get a lot for twenty bucks up there. <laughs> so and then um, you know, the, the website under the tab local in the KOA website for this this campground, there's probably about 30 more things that you can do in the local area that you you can get trips to West Point military Academy. You can see, uh, you can take a, a river cruise on a, a Mississippi style paddle boat. Rhinebeck aerodrome is amazing. That's a great place to go spend the day. Um, what else do I have here? There, there's there's a, a Hudson Valley wine trail up there. There are a number of local vineyards uh, in that area where you can go and you could spend a day visiting vineyards and tasting wines and such. So they're it's amazing to do. There's historic homes, more than you could, you could shake a stick at. If you, you really want to do something crazy, you can go find Orange County Choppers and see if Big Paulie and Junior have made up and uh, they're not fighting with each other anymore. <laughs> and you can, you, you can tour that shop but it's, it, there's so much to do in the area. And even, you know, if you want to get on the thruway and take a 45-minute ride up north, you can go visit the town of Woodstock. It's beautiful. I mean, you're, it's really a great central location because you go north, there's wonderful things to do. And if you go south, that comes to, like, the next big attraction, which is, makes this place interesting, is the New York City Tours. They, they actually have uh, guided bus tours that leave from the campground they leave at 7:30 in the morning, they take you down and uh, they hit you know, the major tourist attractions through the city. And then they bring you back up again. And I, there is a fee for it. I don't know what the fee is. I don't know if the fees change from what the website says, but they, as long as they have 14 people, they have enough people to, to justify the cost of the bus or whatever it is. They'll, they'll take a group down and it's, to be honest with you, you can't you cannot beat that. Especially if you leave them from the campground, you don't have to worry. You just get on, you pack a breakfast, you take a, a nap, you wake up in the city, and then you're you're back home probably by dinnertime. I mean, driving and in the uh, city, driving
1: it, into the city, is stressful for people that have never done it before. I mean, I, I'm comfortable driving in New York City because I've grown up here my whole life. Mm-hmm. But you, even for me, yeah. like I've got to get myself like geared up for it, you know.
2: Yeah, exactly. You got to put the gloves on. You got to get your game face on. You know, stop smiling for a little while. Make sure your horn hand is working well. Exactly. It's, uh, so, but <laughs> yeah, but it, it's there's a ton to offer, and the the campground website has really got uh, everything that you need to to plan something good. I mean, there are guided tours and different types of things for just about everything. You can visit the headquarters where Washington, George Washington, stayed. You can visit the last place where he he's, he's uh, set up his army before that. You know, they moved on through the region. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that the history that's in this area. It's just really a, a rich, rich area with things to do and places to go. And if you you look, you'll find. And that there's no question about it.
1: And this is just one little section. It's not that little, but it's just one part of New York State. I mean, I'm yeah, constantly you know, is- blown away by the variety. In New York State, you can talk about the Finger Lakes, you can talk about mm-hmm. Niagara Falls, you can talk about Lake George, you can talk about the, the Adirondacks, uh, you can talk about mm-hmm. going to Montauk like you have on the podcast before. I mean, it's just truly mm-hmm. a magnificent state. And it's also blessed to have a great state park campground system and lots of private campgrounds where there's tons of Jellystones, tons of KOAs. Um, and, you know, for mm-hmm. anybody that owns an RV, if you have not visited New York State, during the summer it is an absolutely magical place for an rv vacation and i will say that till the day i die
2: yeah absolutely new york state has got so much to offer i mean you could you could spend your entire summer just finding places to visit in new york state and and never get bored or run out of things to do and it's it's great so you it, it's a great place to come visit it really is
1: phil thank you so much for coming back on the rv atlas we really appreciate your contributions to the show.
2: Uh, well, thank you for having me. It's a, 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 I just get such a kick out of being asked to come on the show and I really appreciate it. And because uh, it's uh, camping is the, the one thing that has been consistent in terms of helping us through like a rough couple of a couple of years. Leslie, my wife had, uh, had been diagnosed with breast cancer. We've had a, you know, we've had a rough few years with that and we've always been able to find a way to escape get out in the woods and just put things behind us for a little while. And, you know, even with COVID again, it's a way for us to find the family in a, in a, an environment that just kind of rejuvenates the soul and your spirit and, and gives you the strength to, to go through the next step of whatever life's going to put in your path. And, and it's really just, it's, it's to be able to talk about it and to share the places that are, fun to us and important to us and hopefully other people will go do that really means a lot to me so i appreciate the chance to get to do that
1: well i couldn't say it better myself so i won't even try phil we'll see you at the campground
2: (laughs) we'll see you at the campground take care
0: a big thank you for listening to this episode of the rv atlas and a big thanks to our sponsors
1: to Jayco, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and our friends at Ocala Marion County in Florida.
0: To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, visit the rvatlas.com.
1: And join the friendliest group of RVers over at the RV Atlas Group on Facebook.
0: And if you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And
1: we'll see you at the campground.
0: See you at the campground.